Ask the Podcast Coach for January 1st, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com And joining me right over there, all the way out in Nebraska, the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. A very cold and blustery Nebraska. <laughs> Four degrees now, negative six. Those are Fahrenheit. Temperatures coming in. And, but it's always warm on Ask the Podcast. It I'm is. excited about this first one of the year. It's kind of fun to be able to do it right on the first. So thanks for saying yes. Yeah, I was, I don't know about you, New Year's Eve in terms of holidays is just not ranking up there. As a child, I was tortured yeah. on New Year's Eve. I had a weird thing. And I, it was one of those things is as an adult, you kind of go, my, my mom and dad, there was a couple named Mel and Joanne. We'll leave their last name out of it. And they had two kids. My mom and dad had three. We would go way out in the country. And Mel and Joanne were such good friends that we spent every New Year's Eve with them and never saw them again. Like, we only saw them on New Year's Eve and maybe once during the summer. And we would go there, and then all the kids would play. And yesterday I went, leaving the adults to be alone. I wonder what was happening then. I don't know. It's sort of something like, <laughs> nah, my, my parents were not swingers. But I was like, why did, like, why, why were... Why is the only, like we saw these people once a year? It was just like, like okay, let's not go there. But, but on the other hand, I, I'm just not a big drinker. I was laughing last night because I'm very first of all, I'm very very proud of of America because they did not lose their mind. If you missed it last night, we had another nipple gate. Miley Cyrus was live I'm falling and t- out. So. To speak. <laughs> And to her credit, A, everybody on the Miami live thing with Pete Davidson and Miley Cyrus. So the whole thing was like, let's get two crazy people and put them on TV. And to her credit, she had this basically silver bikini top kind of thing. And she'd already done like a song and a half in it. And it decided it was ready to go home. And so she came out, was kind of singing, half holding it up. And then she just kind of decided, yeah, this isn't going to work. So she turned her back to the audience. And that's when I noticed she had no no string across the back. And as she's singing and the band is playing and it's live, she changed shirts and came out in a man's jacket that did not do its job as well as the other things. So, <laughs> and I was just, I was waiting for everybody to go like, oh, the children, I have to explain what a nipple is again. But uh, the second time isn't as. No, it's scary. not. Janet Jackson's like, wait, come on, get outraged. FCC uh, violations was the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's <laughs> I true. mean, a yeah. little bit different, a <laughs> little bit different viewership yeah. than Ryan's Ryan and Friends. Whatever last night, that fifty people were watching. That's so. and the the chat room is letting me know you're thirsty. Uh, yeah, it's let's do it again. Let's, yeah, let's do a pour. Here we go. There we go. Awesome. And of course, uh, that awesome coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at Podcast Branding. Dot co if you need anything to look good i was uploading a i was what's the thing where you I was requesting to speak at an event and they ask that you upload a, a logo and it's always cool to go oh here look at mine it's really really cool so if you need like a league magnet if you need podcast artwork if you need a full-blown podcast website then go over to podcastbranding.co 
Mark is not only an award-winning graphic artist, he is a podcaster as well. So you don't have to explain that whole thing. And he's going to make you look super professional because you got to remember, they see you before they hear you. And he's great to work with. And everybody I've sent over has said, oh, I'm so glad I went and saw Mark. So if you're looking for something to look professional, then just go over to podcastbranding.co and tell him Jim and Dave sent you. Good coffee. Got my Island Coffee shirt on this morning. Chris, thanks for... Chris sent me another pound and a t-shirt. So these guys continue to nice. support Ask the Podcast Coach. I appreciate that. And Island I- Coffee out of Richardson, Texas. And of course, we've got Based on a True Story podcast. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship again here on Ask the Podcast Coach. If you need a new podcast to listen to in 2022, give it a try. Based on a True Story podcast.com. Yeah. So did you do anything special for... Uh- New Year's is it? I watched two videos. Actually, I found a new guy building a log cabin somewhere not in the United States, and he's doing wow. a super cool job. Like it's a it's amazing craftsmanship. And I found it about I was going to bed, getting ready to go to bed about nine thirty because that's the way I roll. Like yeah, I'm just gonna go to bed. <laughs> and I ended up binging. I mean, it, you say this all the time, you know, they find you and then they they binge. And I went all the way back to the beginning, and I used the speed fast forward button just to see what he's just to kind of catch oh, yeah. up. The guy does beautiful work. So anyways, I was planning to go to bed at 930, 1230. <laughs> I got in bed. So no, no party. Everybody was in bed here. There. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I was talking to my one buddy that I've known since I was like in the sixth grade and we we're kind of catching up. And I said, what are you up tonight? He goes, ah, me and his wife are going to watch the new slash kind of old now James Bond movie that came out in October. And I'm putting out a video on this in probably today on your podcast what kind of experience are you giving your potential listener because here's the thing i said where are you guys watching that at he goes i think it's on apple plus and so i go oh cool i have apple plus and he goes i i think you got to rent it i'm like that's all right so i go over go on apple plus there is no search button in apple mm-hmm. plus and if you don't realize it you have to put your mouse kind of on the right-hand side of a picture to get a Ferris, is it Ferris wheel, a carousel to kind of, so there's, I was like, I was amazed at the absolutely poor interface of Apple plus. Cause there are what, times, what are you, what are you viewing this on? I'm viewing it on my computer. Maybe oh. that's it. And, and so to make, so then I Googled, Hey, how do I watch no time to die on Apple plus blah, blah, blah comes up, click here to watch. Click here because I'm logged into Apple Plus. It takes me to a page. You know what it says? Click here to order it in iTunes. And I was like, maybe this is because I'm on a PC. It'd be. Or what? But on the other hand, I then turned around and went to Amazon, typed in no time to die. It said, here it is. You can rent it or you can buy it. And I clicked on rent and the next click was watch. And I was like, yeah, that's a little different experience than the Apple Plus one. So I guess I was just surprised that A, there's no search button in Apple Plus TV on a computer in a browser, at least. And because they've got the little hamburger menu. And, and I was just like, wow, this is a horrible experience. It's not that not that way on a Mac, but surprise. Yeah, you know, surprise. Yeah, there's a search button in the upper yeah. right-hand corner. So maybe that's just a little bit better experience on the Mac. Than Probably. Yeah. So, so that's just one of those things where I was like, hey, maybe we need to 
go to our podcast website, ask ourselves, what do we want people to do? Because there's only so much you can put on, you know, we still use the old terminology of above the fold, which is a newspaper reference. But, you know, if you want people to play and listen, there should be a play button, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is that time of year you should probably be doing a review, kind of uh, an audit, yeah. right? Go out to your site, kind of think through it. Because things, I mean, it's, it's funny how fast things change on the, these kinds of, well, one, if you're on WordPress, make sure you're updated. You know, you have all oh, your plugins please. updated, yes. right? Some of those kinds of things going on. But maybe, you know, it may be time just to try to look at it through a fresh set of eyes or do an audience survey and ask them how they're using the site. I went out this morning to Facebook and almost like four or five in a row, how do I grow my audience? How do I get more listeners? How do I grow my audience? How do I just back? Like everybody was asking the same thing. And I asked them all the same thing. I'm starting to feel like a broken record is, have you done any kind of focus group? Have you, cause they were talking about Mm -hmm. Facebook ads and how do I promote? And I'm like, well, hold on. And so I've used, I thought of this. I'm like a good analogy of this is a restaurant. If I open up a restaurant and I've got it open and I've, I've found a place, a location, are you not going to have somebody taste your food first before you go mm-hmm. blowing a bunch of money on marketing? And, you know, or maybe, you know, now restaurant has the thing of demographics. Like if I'm in a neighborhood and trying to, I don't know, sell Chinese food to a neighborhood that's in New York and it's predominantly Italian, maybe not the best location. You don't have to really worry about that because it's a global audience. You've just got to find your audience. But I was just, everybody's like, how do I grow my audience? And I was like, I just feel like I'm the only guy in like screaming into the wind. Like, have you gotten any feedback yet? Not from mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost tired of saying it because I'm just going to like, ah, just ignore that guy. He always <laughs> says that. Well, there's, there's, there's an interesting dichotomy between getting feedback, listening to it and implementing it because sometimes your audience, especially, you know, depends on the platform you're on, on YouTube. You're going to get so much negative feedback oh, anyway yeah. if, you, if you do get it. That And if you listen to it all, you may put yourself in a situation where you're not in, you're not using your strengths anymore. Like mm-hmm. you're just trying to be what YouTube or whatever wants you to be. So I also, I want people to think through like, am I doing the best job for me? Because, and that may, by the way, that may not be super popular, mm-hmm. right? But just you see this, I watch, I watch a lot of YouTubers long-term. I mean, I've had some YouTubers I've been watching three, four years now, maybe, maybe even longer. And you kind of see the same pattern happen to all of them. They get out there, they get popular, they start getting feedback. Then they start and they handle it one of two ways. They either fight the feedback Mm -hmm. or they, they, they roll with it sometimes they find a, they find a nice match of, okay, yeah, I can fix that. And that doesn't fundamentally change the show or no, I'm going to keep doing it the way I do it. Dave, I've watched some YouTube YouTubers. They don't talk like they just do things. They don't, there's no commentary. They're not telling you how to do it. They just do it. And it's super interesting. And you're, I'm thinking, yeah, that could actually work. I like it. I don't need that. I don't need them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, lot. Now I'm doing this, and I'm and I've watched a few YouTubers where I'm like, okay, enough talking. Get to the business. Yeah, like I want to see you actually do this thing. So feedback is dangerous. It's important, but it's very, very dangerous. So 
I don't think it's a matter of just asking for it. That's like 10% of it. The other 90% is what do you do with once you get it? Yeah. When I was a customer service rep and every now and then somebody would be like, let's do a survey. And I go, okay, but before we do that, where do the results go and who's going to decide how to implement any good ideas? And they're like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I said, the worst thing you can do is ask for feedback and then do nothing with it. I go, that nothing says we don't care about what you say, like getting your feedback and not doing it. I said, so you have to, A, make sure we're, you have to make sure you're asking your target audience. Because like you said, you could get a bunch of feedback that wants to steer your show in a completely different direction because, well, those people aren't your target audience. They're, you yeah. know, so you have to be careful with that. But I think about the first person who did a video and did jump cuts. Yeah. And the, I'm sure the lashing that they took, like, oh, this is <laughs> jarring. And this is, and now everybody's doing it. Yeah. Right. So the area I want people to be, be careful on is you could be a pioneer. You know, when, when John Lee Dumas started doing his crazy every day the way he did, yeah. right? It was, he was a pioneer. We all thought he was crazy. And then everybody followed him, right? Although I don't see too many daily shows anymore. <laughs> it seems like that's maybe settled down a little bit. I have a guy that might come on the show that I, I've known. And he started, what's interesting is he started a daily show with no intent to monetize it. With no, he's just one, he's like, look, I want to see if I can talk about this every day, if I have the bandwidth to do this, and if I actually will enjoy it. And there's only one way to know, and I'm going to do this. And so he kind of did an episode about how, you know what, I am going to do this. I do like this. This is now one of my favorite podcasts to produce because he's done 900 shows. And I was like, that's an interesting, it's like, well, there's only one way to find out. So, but there are some things he's learned along the way. And I listened to his episode and I said, dude, can you come on the school of podcasting and share some of this? This is really good insights. So yeah, but, uh, yeah, Steven, Steven brings up about feedback. He says, great point. Some people are afraid of feedback. Here's the interesting thing. I answered no less than seven questions for this person. And she wanted me to get on zoom and I go, well, I call that consulting and, and she kind of hinted that she wanted to pick my brain. And for the record, picking my brain is consulting. I mean, you're, you're paying for the experience. It's like, if you were asking Jim about coaching, like he's got years in coaching and he can answer your question pretty quickly, not because he's got this huge experience to, to pull from. And I just kept saying, and I finally said, look, I've got 800 episodes of this show. I've got 374 episodes of this one. And I got a couple hundred of the other one. I go, I'm sure you can get your question answered. And then I finally, she said, just, can we not just pick a date and time? I go, yeah, Saturday at 1030, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Cause I forgot. That's why I made one of the reasons why I made this show is for people that don't want to pay for consulting. Well, you just got to get up on Saturday. And so I'll be interested to see if they show up. I have a sneaking suspicion they won't because I I talked about the podcast rodeo show and that really freaked her out. She's like, wait, but you're saying negative things about some of the stuff. And I go, yeah, I'm also saying positive things. I go, and also it's just an opinion. It's just an opinion. I may not be your target audience. So it is interesting. I think that some people that are like, especially if I bring up the podcast rodeo show, they're like, oh, I'm not putting my show up there. And I was like... (laughs) I'm like, well, listen, I'd be scared to put my show up there. I'll just be, I'll just, be. it is, it is hard. It's hard for people to, to take that negative criticism, you know? Yeah. We're, we're going to, um, for home gadget geeks, one Thursday night a month. So I think the last Thursday night, we're going to, when we end the show, we're taking the post show to Discord. 
and mm-hmm. everybody can everybody can join us. So oh, it's kind of that, and it'll be audio only. We're just going to try it. It's a great way to start getting feedback. You know, it's for me, it's something new, and and then I can kind of listen to, you know, although. Dave, my audience, sometimes I've asked them, you know, what do they want? And they're like, yeah, I'd love four shows on home networking that have deep dives on all the equipment. And I'm like, yeah, that's not me. I'm not ever going to do that. That's, we're not a deep dive show. Like we are a community chit chat, talk about technology, help, you know, support people. We're the average guy stuff, right? So I just don't, I'm not going to do it. So that's a, that's an area where could I get more if I did, you know, like Linus Tep tech tips, reviews, style stuff. Could I get more people? Sure. Do I like doing that stuff? I'd rather poke my eyes out just to be <laughs> honest with you. I don't, I don't, I don't like reviews. I just, listen, it took me a long time. I'm a tech guy, right? It took me a long time to come to grips with that, that I'm not a review guy. I just don't, I'm not. It's funny you say that because same way to me, the most boring thing to listen to is a mic review. You're like, okay, here's the SM7B. Okay, here's the RE320. Okay, here's the Samson Q2U. And you go, I think the third one was a little basic. It's the most boring thing to listen to. And it's just like, and what gets me is so many people, like my audience loves to talk about the tech. And all I keep preaching is it's not the tech. It's not, I had somebody that, I saw a question in Facebook today. If you had basically an unlimited budget, what would you do with your podcast? And I said, the first thing first, I would pay for a focus group, <laughs> you know? And then I was like, then I would probably, you know, hire somebody to, to get the SEO up on my website. And then I would pay for <laughs> the quote of the week. I'd rather poke my eyes out. Yes. So it just went through and then maybe hire an SEO person or a, a social media person to promote it. But first things first, it's got to be good. And I don't think it's the money in some cases, right? It's in fact, there's a guy I in in the podcast movement Facebook group that is very, in my opinion, slimy. He keeps saying about how I can get you 150 listeners in Spotify and blah blah blah. And I I very politely said, "What are you talking about, Willis?" I was like, "What? How how do you, you can't make somebody like your show?" So can you please expand on your strategy? I think it was a polite way of saying. there's there's good marketing though there's such there's such a thing as good marketing finding people i'm sure if i did decent marketing i could find another 500 people who would listen to home gadget geeks you know it's right it's not that bad of a show it's a lot of fun the folks that listen to it really like it no i do know to do zero marketing with it like i just i should do more but i don't i just don't it's just not it's not a priority for me right now but you know you go ahead well, Andreas says here, since we're talking about surveys and stuff, he goes, remember, and this is sad. Some Most people don't provide any feedback. And as we all know, 3% will answer a survey or will contact you. So that's the that's the part that stinks. You're dying for feedback. And you're lucky if you get 3%. You might get 4% if you offer a $25 Amazon gift card. Yeah, but make part of the equation, are you enjoying it? Like, Because yeah. if you're not. If you listen to all this feedback and you change your show to match the feedback, but you don't like doing it, this is where reviews, I got feedback. I'd like to hear more reviews. I tried a couple, I tried doing reviews. I'm terrible at them. I do not like doing them. I finally just gave up. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do a review. I, that's not my thing. I'll talk about it on the show, but I'm not doing your typical review. 
And boy, the YouTube audience really hammered me on that one because I did some really bad reviews. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is not good. So <laughs> I think you got to like it first. Like, make sure you like doing it, well, especially if you're just doing this for fun or for, like when fun is in, when I'm doing this for fun and then you're not having fun, like, yeah, you got to check yourself on that one. That's it. And you mean you're not actually showing yourself? pulling it out of the box unboxing i did one time i did it was terrible it's there's, like, there's, what am i doing there's there's nothing better than you know okay here it is and i'm doing and, oh well the, boy, yeah. that, this won't open easy hold on yeah. i can do it's like ugh, you know i've i've got a guest who comes on regularly jay madison and mm. jay does a tremendous job with reviews like he is He's an incredible reviewer. He's meticulous. He does it the same way every time. He's got charts and graphs. They're really good. <laughs> Listen, that's his gift. So go watch Jay. If you want to review of something, it. go watch Jay. And I, I tell him every time he's on the show, I'm like, Jay, you're an incredible reviewer. Well, and that's the best advice right there. For somebody starting a podcast in January, be yourself. Like if you if your audience wants you to do reviews and you don't want to do reviews, it's not going to work because you're like, all right, well, today we're going to review the new gadget. I don't know. It's this thing. Here it is. See, okay, what? It's not. Be yourself because it's just not gonna not gonna work the other way around. So we should do a New Year's show more often, Dave. Like folks who <laughs> who don't normally show up. Look at this. Look at this name, Emily Prokops. Holy out there. cow, Emily! Great to see you. See, that's what I figured. I, I thought, you know, people are going to be waking up going, is there a, even a parade on or anything? I don't know. I just, again, New Year's to me is. Ask the podcast coach. We're, we're COVID free. <laughs> that is true. Oh, is that a political statement? I probably shouldn't. Uh, we're probably going to get blocked on uh, YouTube. I, I knew this question was coming up and I have a better question. So Stefan asks, is Dave on the task cam or the oh, yeah, road today? About, Here's a yes. better question. Which one do you think I'm on? Oh, let's get Ooh. hold on before we yeah before we go. Based on what you've heard, what do you chat room? What do you think? Drop it in the. You can either drop it in the comments on YouTube yeah. uh, a little bit later, or there in the chat room. Because I've always said they're very similar. It's like saying which one is better, Demi Lovato or Christina Aguilera. They're both short singers. Are they the with, same person? <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference. Demi Lovato <laughs> shaved her head. I was like, there's a part of me because you know she she almost overdosed. And now she's shaving her head. I'm like, are we going to be like free Demi soon? Like, is she going to, it's just, uh, okay. So we have one vote for mystic one. Uh, we have two people for road here, three for road. Seems four like road, for, is, uh, road seems to be the road, thing. Another task cam right. coming in. There's an um, easy way to answer this question. Should I go ahead and answer it, Jim? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'll go ahead and answer it. You're all going to hell. You saw a nipple on TV. Oh my! Are you kidding? All right. Yeah, I'm on the Tascam. So here's the story of the Tascam, right? I ordered one. I asked Tascam, "Can I have one?" They're like, "Ah, we're out of stock." I ordered rum. Ordered one from Sweetwater. Brought it. Got it down. It went. Had the horrible experience with it. Tascam contacted me. Said, "Hey, can we talk about this?" I said, "Sure." And to make a long story short, it two weeks after that messed up again. And I went to Task or to Sweetwater and said, Hey, I want to exchange this because, you know, blah, blah, blah. Tascam wasn't really dragging their feet, but they weren't really moving as fast as I'd like. So I was going to send it back to Tascam to excuse me, Sweetwater. Because Sweetwater got me one here like 
in a half a day. It was like, boom, here's your, here's your mixed cast. Well, then another one showed up from Tascam. So luckily I hadn't really died. I just typed up a letter to Sweetwater said, Hey, thanks so much for sending me this. I don't need it and sent it back. And Oh, by the way, can you refund me my payment for the one that I did? Because, Hey, I got another one right here from Tascam. So, so far I've used it a day and a half and it's working fine. And, and I was talking with the Northeast Ohio podcasters about this and a lot of guys there, and I forgot about this when road originally first came out, remember it didn't do much. It had a big record button, but I, even in that state, I had some people said, Oh yeah, my roadcaster like the screen was kind of screwy and I had to send it back. And I forgot when these first came out, the roadcaster, there were some people that sent it back because they're like, yeah, not, not quite ready yet. So, you know, I powered it up and it's here now. So I'm getting close to doing a review on this. And what is the big difference between the two? Well, I can't, you know, I've got that yippee Yahoo. I can do this. So that's exciting. And I can make myself sound like an elf. I, I do miss the countdown timer on the roadcaster. I do miss the ability to switch to multiple sounds. But other than that, I am. Now, what's weird, the original one I had, I could run the SM7B on it. No problem. Get the new one, go in, and I have to turn my gain almost all the way up to have it going. So I also found out that if you have a standing desk and you buy the OC white boom arm that gives you about six feet of cord, and then you you eject your your standing desk. You're going to start unplugging stuff. So I <laughs> I now have the SM7B going to a cloud lifter, and then the cloud lifter is the one where you have to have another cable. So I'm basically using the cloud lifter as like an extension cord, basically, so I can have my standing desk stand up. Did, did you have to turn yourself down when you put the? Oh yeah, I did in? about 30 dB. Yeah, I was up to mm-hmm. like whatever whatever this thing is on the. Tascam, it was up to like 50, and I think you could go up to like 53 or something. I love that 7B on you, Dave. Yeah. I love the 7B on you. And, it's, a good, uh, it's a good mic for you. So I plugged it in and then could immediately turn it down to like 20, because it is. It's like almost 30 decibels a gain. And then I had to ad- adjust all my noise gates, stuff like that. So Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. So that's the... That's the story on Tascam right now. No, no timer, though, right? No timer for the music? No timer for the music. So when I, when I was doing the thing with for Mark... Right, I, I have that 60-second version, but I, I kind of have... What I'm going to start doing, and I realize this is how I could do this, is when I hit, you know, if I were to... I'm not going to do it, but if I wanted to, I could hit here. Like right now, we're at 27 minutes and 32 seconds. I need to look at that timer and then look at 60 seconds, and I will kind of know then that... Seems like a lot of math. It is a lot of math. <laughs> it's not as easy. It's not a countdown timer. Yeah, they are coming out with a firmware in February that okay. has things like the DBs, the stuff I asked for, my caking. Hey, we get some decibel meters on the actual thing. There's that. There are a couple things that they're going to boost. But the one thing I everybody has said is, hey, we need the ability to switch banks of sounds is not in this update. So we shall see. But it is going to be updated. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. But to me, again... They're the same price. They're the same size. They almost do the exact same thing. You know, it's not, it's pretty much a dead heat. You had to pick one or the other? A road, just because okay. I love that countdown timer. Well, they're yeah. out a little bit longer too. They've had, they've little, had more time to fix their. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons I bought this was the software that comes with it, which was kind of cool because I was able to pull up the software today 
and I have one labeled ATPC for Ask the Podcast Coach, and I pull it up, and there's my sound. All my sounds are here, and I was like, okay, cool. Send that over to the unit, and I was good to go. And I think you can do that with a Rodecaster too. I'd have to look. But the the thing I think that both Rode, Tascam, Zoom, they keep making these for people sitting in the same room. Like, hey, this is for you and your four friends sitting around a table. And I'm like, I don't know if you've noticed, but not a lot of people, even when there isn't COVID, I think most interview shows are done, you know, over whatever, Squadcast or whatever, and that whole nine yards. So can can I reflect on some instant audience feedback oh, that we just that we just got? I, I wish so, I, do I have any reflective we, music? I don't think I we do. were talking. <laughs> we were talking about you know the quality of your show and some of those kinds of things. And the chat room is just like rocking. As soon as we go into review mode on the hardware, <laughs> like as soon as you mention this, like crickets in the the chat room just goes crickets. Yeah. So. I'm kind of wondering, I mean, we'd have to ask the audience and we get a chance to ask them live, but do they prefer the more us? Do they prefer the more opinion oriented chit chatty kind of chit chatty? I just made that up. Do you like that chit chatty kind of stuff? Or do they like the, the, the deep technical reviews, hashing things out? Let us know in the chat room or in the comments below in YouTube and, uh, love to know. So, I think so you're people. saying what I'm thinking, which is I'm kind of over the task. I'm like, to me, I'm kind of like, and that's where we're at now. I don't think there'll be any more updates. And I just realized I forgot. I have my iPad plugged in via Bluetooth so I can yeah. do this. And that's why Bluetooth sucks. Did you yeah, miss the beginning it, of that? Never went. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Are we on clubhouse too? Oh, we are, but I forgot to start it. That's, <laughs> that's kind of, you know what? Forget it. It's too late now. It's too late. I even made, though you tweeted it. Even I made, though you tweeted. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie. It's, well, I can fix it's, that. It's, it's an interesting dichotomy. In, in, I, I noticed that in this show now that thinking about it. I've never seen it more. Like, I've never seen wow. it more evident than what we just did. But man, that thing, the chat just absolutely came to a grinding halt. I, I laughed. Everybody was like, hey, how's it going? Great to be here. It's New Year's. And then wonk as soon as we started talking technical stuff. my there's a friend of mine george rob does a show called geologic the the geologic podcast because his nickname yeah. is geo and and the funniest thing is he actually has like a bumper thing where it's like oh no george is gonna talk about yes <laughs> it's like because <laughs> he'll just he loves the band yes and blah but it's just like no he's gonna you know and it is what it is. So I'm trying to start our clubhouse room. Why did you drop Spreaker? Why did I drop? Sp- yeah, Jason. Jason Bryant was like, "I oh. wish you'd go back to Spreaker." This is interesting. I'm in our room, right? Yeah. So right. there's and, there's clubhouse, clubhouse. and yeah. I'm like, when I click on it, you'd think there'd be like share. I have share, tweet, copy, link, and add to calendar. I'm like, how about start? So I click on edit. This is where I again, I'm not a huge. I would start the room if I could. There are no upcoming yeah. events. All right. Well, speaking of boring the audience to death. You uh, don't need to be trouble. Um, Spreaker required me to basically, I would have to fire up a laptop and take another output and go to Spreaker to go in. It was like, mm. and Jason, not that, not that I don't love you to death, but I think you're the only person listening on Spreaker. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I, Andres says, love your content, guys. Learn multiple stuff. 
Gary says tips and help, like preparing good questions, research, et cetera. Also the audience question. Participation is always good. I think Jason deleted Clubhouse, so he yeah. it's dead to him. This gets uh, go. Well, I'm thinking of switching again, we go back to the origins of this show. There was a lot of stuff we would just play with. I want to try Twitter spaces because from what I hear, it's, it's emerging as the, the anti clubhouse. Like it's got a, obviously you got a huge data, you know, you got a huge user base. Some people absolutely hate Twitter, but I understand you can only, yeah, I understand. People are awful there. It's yeah. It's racist and bigoted and yes, like it's terrible. So I thought maybe we'll try Twitter spaces one week. And that's when I found out, of course, this is starting to get on my nerves and it makes me feel old, but I'm kind of like, can we not do everything? Does it have to be on your phone? Like, oh, I go to the website. Like I finally set up my show on Facebook, you know, but you set it up on, now you can set it up on your browser, but you can only see it on the app on your phone. And so I'm like, oh, Twitter spaces, there's got to, oh yeah, you got to kind of do it on your phone. And I was like, can't, I'm a browser guy. I'm sitting here at a desk in front of a browser where everything is big and I can read it. Like, do we have to do everything in the app? It's kind of getting, Uh, yeah, I'm not a, listen, I know there's some momentum in the chat room for Twitter spaces, but we'll come and go as quickly some of the other platforms have. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's around. It's going to be around for a while. Well, if you think about the thing that made Clubhouse besides the whole, ooh, I have to get an invite, was audio rooms were, at the point, kind of new. Not not super new, because we had streaming audio and things of this nature. It wasn't that, you know, horrendously, like, holy cow. And then everybody and their brother went, oh, that's a good idea, and added it to their platform. And all of a sudden, what made Clubhouse special was not special anymore. And so, and then the content over there, at least for me, was not great. And so I'll be, well, it's like every other platform, they build it to the point of unusableness. You know, they add so many things. One of the things I loved about StreamYard was it was really simple. Yeah. And oh, since they've been acquired, they've been adding and adding and adding. And I know they get feedback to do this, right? But now it used to be okay. It was really simple. Just go in, click cam mic. Go to audio, your mic settings are there. Well, there's a few more options. There's a few yeah. more things you can do, a few more things you can fuse people with. And again, some people love that stuff, but I loved, we got to quit thinking that software has to be developed forever. Like yeah. get to a point where it works really, really well and then leave it alone. And market like, the crap out of it. Yeah. Just let it be good. Yeah. You know, Software has this kind of hype cycle, this Gartner hype cycle where it peaks, right? And it it's great. Usually what starts going down is where they start adding more and more things to it that make it more and more confusing. And people are just like, oh, it's too much. I can't even, can't find anything anymore. Microsoft is a perfect example of this. Every piece of software they have ever had has been engineered to maximum complexity. (laughs) Let's see, how complex can we make this thing, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Then they have to go through cycles to take the complexity out. You know, again, because they're listening to audience feedback, they're adding everything the audience is asking for. And that's not, I don't, I don't think that's always best. Stick with your core competencies. That's it. And now, of course, what does that sound mean? Oh, nice. It means that yeah. we're, we're at the halfway point. And wow. so I know scary, isn't it? New sounds for the new year. Yeah. I like it. 
So what we do at this point is we want to thank some people that help us put together the show. And I just thought of this. I came up with this phrase of the teacher's pet. And I have, oh, first of all, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support and uh, support the show. And I thought about this. I came up with teacher's pet, which makes sense for the school of podcasting, except this isn't the school of podcasting. I know it says it above it, but this is ask the podcast coach. Maybe I should put school of podcasting show. What would on a coach, like if you're on a, of sports thing, like what's the equivalent of a teacher's pet for a, a coach? I was like, hmm, like mm. most valuable player? Like, hmm, I don't know. But anyway. Assistant? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Chat room, come up with a name. Yeah, go over to the Dog Podcast Network. They've, you know, there's a guy that's still spitting out information. Things like, what happens if you and your, your partner split up? Who gets the dog? That's an episode I saw that was going on over there. And also the strange things that dogs get into over the holidays. You can check that out. Now, if you're right now saying, look, Dave, I'm a, I'm a cat person. I'm not a dog person. I bet you know a dog person. And you should tell that dog person, hey, go over to Dog Podcast Network and check out the show. And then some other people we always like to thank. Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you want to try PodPage, you can check it out at trypodpage.com. And of course, when you think podcasting, think schoolofpodcasting.com. And you know what, Jim? We should make a slide for, you know, theaverageguy.tv. Nah, you can find nah, Jim over there. I'm, so. I'm here. I mentioned it. It's okay. <laughs> and if you'd like to support the show, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. So... Andreas had a, some great book recommendations here. He said, regarding growing your show, I suggest read Purple Cow, which is actually a really hard, if you want to watch somebody's brain explode, say, what makes your podcast different? And they'll go, well, it's, it's, it's an interesting show where I interview interesting people about interesting stories. Okay. But what, what makes your show different than other people? And they go, me? I'm like, okay. So that's really what Purple Cow is about. Tribes by Seth Godin is another good book. I've read that one. You need to provide value, have fun. Going back to what Jim was talking about, if you take the fun out of it, you're not going to want to do it. Show up constantly and go where, you know, I can't read, and go where they do, They and then meet them in person so you can know them. Absolutely. If you can tell me the eye color of your audience, you're doing something right. So what else is going on in the chat before I jump into questions? Are they thrown out some... Some MVP, Waterboy, Uncle Marv, appreciate that. <laughs> I think I think captain is the word we're looking for. The captain of the team, coach, is probably the most. In sporting, if we're going to use a sporting analysis, I think captain is the one we're looking there for. There we go. My captain. Captain, my captain. I saw, oh, I'm trying to think of the comedian. And he was talking about. Oh, what is that thing? My captain, my captain. Dead Poet Society. One of my favorite things. Mm. He talked about how might have been anyway, but anyway, he was, oh, I almost had it. Anyway, he said the people protested. He goes, and they were so upset that they went and they stood on their desk. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a kind of good point. I'll show you. I'll stand on my desk. That didn't really help the guy, you know, get his job back or whatever. So. Not sure where you're going with yeah, that. Yeah, that's a long way to go. I feel like a bad Saturday Night Live skit. I'm like, really? That's the punchline? Yeah. Huh. So thanks, Dave. Awesome. Well, em- Emily thinks you're the Ted Lasso of podcasting. <laughs> well, Ted Lasso wouldn't say, I don't think so. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I love that button. It's going to get old real quick, though. After a while, people are like, wait, what? Yeah. How 
how long, you know, can yeah. that be a thing? You yeah. know, it's kind of funny the first couple times. And then after that, you're kind of like, I don't know. Sound effects are, I, yeah, you can really overdo uh, it. Yeah, you really can. I've seen people that really go morning zoo and especially if you're using Bluetooth and all of a sudden it's like, you know, Hey, did you see that stop sign? And okay. The Bluetooth is just, not gonna, <laughs> oh, that's good. There's, it's only like a four second delay. Thanks. That, that works yeah, great. You don't want to use Bluetooth. You definitely don't. Want to yeah. Use I mean, we can just sit here all day, you know, and, and nerd out and, you know, Jim's favorite, you know, so yeah, <laughs> after a while, <laughs> we're going to, we're, <laughs> we're heading into, at least it's not it's yeah. blowing my ears out. Yeah. We're heading as we, as we think about heading into 2022. You and I were talking about this in pre-show, but maybe this right now is the prime time to start thinking about upgrading your hardware, not from a, not from a mixer or microphones, but from a PC perspective. Whether you're on the Mac side or the app Microsoft side of things, PC, I guess is the right way to say. It. The best deals of the year are coming up right now, so you might want to if your if you if your PC is I don't know four five six PCs last a long time. Now yeah. these days you can especially if you're just doing audio but if you're if your pc's getting a little long in the tooth my recommendation go out to slick deals and set some alerts just so you can kind of watch the markets i saw a lenovo core i7 had 32 gig of RAM. i mean it's a nice laptop and uh, with all the deals you could get it down to about a thousand dollars now wouldn't ship for four months like at this point because they're that far behind right but again if you're planning this may be a great opportunity to plan to do some to do some upgrades. I'd also like if you're doing video and, and you want to do lights, set some slick deal or whatever you want to do alerts so that you you're following some light. Lighting can be expensive, and so a good a good opportunity to set some something around that so you get notified. I always find when I'm in a hurry to buy something, I always pay the most. When I've planned it and I don't have to have it today. <laughs> I, I usually get a pretty good deal on it. So maybe a great opportunity. The other the other thing I love is monitor real estate. You were mentioning this a little bit earlier about getting a couple monitors and some monitor stands. Paying attention to that right now would probably be a good a good thing to do. So if you're I have nine monitors on my desk. So I, I don't know I don't need any more. Like right now you have nine monitors. Right now I have nine. Yeah, wow. nine screens up. You're like me with domains. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I have a problem. <laughs> my name's Jim. I have a monitor problem. <laughs> it's true. Well, okay, but pre-show we were talking about, you know, referring to the space you're in now as the studio as opposed to your office. Yeah, it sounds kind of silly, but I had a problem where it just dawned on me that I have, you know, enough room to back up my chair and then I ha- I hit a bookcase and I've got my wall behind me and I was like, well, I really need to just scoop my desk out. I'm like, but my desk is going to end up being in the middle of the room. And there'll be yeah. enough room to walk around, but that's going to be kind of weird. If somebody comes to my office and we want to talk in my office, that's not going to work. And then it dawned on me, nobody's, aside from Glenn the Geek, my brother, like in the, I don't know, three years I've been here, I think I've had like four people in this house and probably two of those didn't come into the office. So I was like, you know what? I'm just, a, it's a weird brain thing. This is no longer my office. It's now my studio. And I thought about it. I'm like, well, what if somebody comes in and we do need to have a talk? And I was like, well, where has every single really important conversation taken place in this house, the kitchen table? And I was like, or we'll just go sit in the, I have a living room that I never use. And I was like, I'll just do that. And I'm going to push my, my desk out a little more. 
The other thing I bought is I bought this weird thing called Flexi Spot. Some it's a, it's a chair with wheels on it that you well not wheels but pedals. It's 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 if uh, oh yeah, so you can kind of get some movement. Yeah, water. which is kind of cool, but it's a, it's made. It's got the really wide bike seat for an adult butt that you know isn't yeah. And it dawned on me that even when I was a little kid sitting on a really comfortable bike seat for eight hours is still not going to be comfortable. So it's got pros and cons, but I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to call this my office anymore. It's now my studio. And I don't know why that makes a difference in my head, but I was like, I happen to work for Libsyn in here. I do school of podcasting stuff, but primarily it's, it's moving a little more towards video. Not in any way am I abandoning audio, but it dawned on me. My camera is in the middle. And I kind of need to push my camera back and then have the ability to zoom in where right now it's so close. Every camera I use has to be zoomed out as far as I can. And if I do that, then you start picking up the monitors. So I just need to take my monitors and move them a little bit this way. So I'm going to have this spot in the middle. I also want to maybe use a teleprompter for some Mm -hmm. of my YouTube videos, not Mm -hmm. to script out anything. But as we heard earlier, sometimes you need to keep Dave on topic. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to have bullet points that I can scroll through. But that all requires me to have a little more video stuff here. And I can't because my I got my monitors. I've got a big giant pole in the middle of my desk. And then basically these two arms that go out and hold monitors. And they are as far wide as they can get because I've got, you know, a hand width there in the middle. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to buy some some solo monitor arms that tack on your desk and yeah. just scooch them out of it so well i think the from a hardware perspective the mistake people make when they buy a two monitor setup and they get that arm yeah and they got two monitors is they put the center of their viewing space between the two monitors and so that you're always looking left or right and i, I listen there's no right way to do this but i think that's a huge mistake I think you take one of your monitors, your main monitor, and you, you make it front and center. And and so you're looking straight ahead. Your your neck strain, your neck will thank you for this at the end of the day. It does. And then you move, when you use that second monitor to move stuff off to or just to look at, look at from time to time or whatever. But get that on. You can also get your camera closer to where you're actually looking that way if you want to if you want to get it done kind of that way. There's all these different tools you can do now to get it in front of the screen and some of those other things. But I find... I find it a lot better if you've got one of those monitors kind of straight on. Emily had said early on, that oh, chat room's lighting back up again. Thank yeah. you. Emily had said, are they all on? I was talking about my nine monitors. <laughs> Not right now, but during work they are. So the three or four, the four I use for work are off because I'm, I'm here. So work is literally <laughs> this orientation. This is me working. This is me podcasting. And I know, Dave, to your point, you'd think, Jim, you, you just moved, what's that, 45 degrees? Yeah. 90 degrees? You move 90 degrees. Yeah, but it's the orientation that matters. And it, to your to your point, in my mind, studio, office. Studio, yeah. office, right? Separating those is super handy. And I, and I actually keep work on the work stuff. Now, every once in a while, it blends across. I do some editing on the Mac because that's the best place to do it. But for most, most of the time, Studio is podcasting, work is work, and it's just good to separate the two and, and they're different, they're totally different orientations. So yeah, I just I like listen, I find I like having things visible. That's just me. I tell this story to people and they're like, oh my God, that'd just be too much. Yeah, for most people it is too much, but it works for me. I'd have 
I'd add a tenth monitor in, in here if I could. I'd probably get divorced. But that's that's how you it, stay so tan, though. Exactly. <laughs> that's how I light myself. Who needs lights? Just turn the monitors on. It actually can be a problem if I have too much white, because you know you get white screen. If everything's white, you turn the color of your you know you you, you kind of white out, so to speak. So I have to make sure I'm using dark mode in some areas, so it's not just white lights. I also my lights have the the color temperature turned down. So they're more orangey yellow than they are hot white outdoor light type thing. So there's some things you can do there. Yeah. I've, I, I have a button I can push that will turn me orange. Yes. Now I'm, <laughs> this yeah. is a, in the evening. This is how I work. It's a little softer. Mood. Yeah. Mood so, lighting for you. And I like it. Cause I'm just, I'm just pale. I, I just look like, you know, Somebody give that guy a sandwich. He doesn't feel well. Something's going on there. Get some vitamin C. That's it. Something like that. Some good, some good. Yeah. So yeah. it's Dave, I think it's important. And this may be one of these 2022 initiatives as we think ahead. You know, we, I think we still don't know if we're going back in or we're staying home right. or what's the hybrid thing or whatever. For me, I found separating out my podcasting and my work. Now, what's really weird is now I just podcast for work. So what does that mean? That gets weird, yeah. Right? So, yeah. And Mike says here from the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network, it instantly changes your mindset or encourage it to changing well. So it's good stuff. Yeah. I When I lived in Cleveland, I needed to separate. I needed help separating work and podcasting. And that's when I got an office. And if if the cable company wouldn't would charge me the same rate i would probably go get an office it was kind of cool to go i'm going to work now i'm going to podcast and i would go in i was hyper focused in there and i would just pound i was just bam 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 knocking out objects and the only reason i don't do that now is when you go to an office and say yeah i'm doing this podcast thing i need the internet and it's you know whatever 99 bucks at home and they go oh yeah you're a business now you're it's 250 and you're like wait what it's no 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 it's like a spare bedroom but it's not it's and they're like yeah you're a business here's the business rate for internet and i was like oh well that's that's not cool <laughs> so that's that's why i don't do it but when i was in an apartment i had I had a spare bedroom and I kind of, that's how I worked. I was like, okay, when I'm in here, I'm doing podcasting. And, but I, I do watch a lot of TV on a computer now. That's, that's the one thing that kind of, there are times when this is my living room. Cause I'm like, oh, but that's because I, I'm doing that weird multitasking thing where you, uh, you know, you're, you're watching a movie. I watched James Bond last night. I was wrapping up the school of podcasting. So yeah, what was that about Kyle said? Once you discover... Yeah, once you discover two or three monitors for a workflow, it's hard to go back. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. When I go on the road and I have you know a laptop with one screen, I'm like, wait, huh? Yeah. Mr. Max says uh, two monitors are good for video editing, one to watch on the other. So for me, I just, I monitor a lot of things and I just want, I want to see them all the time. If, if I, it's, it's just part of my personality. If I put something in a drawer, it might as well be lost. I might as well have thrown it away you know, because I forget, <laughs> I forget it's that I was just cleaning out the garage yesterday. I had some time, you know, and it's that time of year. And so I was like, you know, I should clean up the garage. So I go out there, I'm moving stuff around. I open a drawer. I'm like, oh, that's where that is. Like literally I had been looking for it for two or three years. That's where it was. And so I just, it's part of my personality. I like, I like everything out visible. Now it looks very cluttered and I just have to get past that because there's some people who like that. 
I mentioned Jay Madison earlier. Mm-hmm. He's he's a super neat. Everything has its place. You go in there and it looks super pro and professional. That will never be me. No, that just won't be me. Like, yeah, my space is going to be kind of cluttered and and it'll look a little uneven, you know. But that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know? When my my oldest friend was in town a couple of weeks ago. And I brought him in here and I go, you know, pardon the mess with the cables on the floor. He goes, do you not remember what your bedroom looked like growing up? He goes, dude, it was always, he goes, and when you got, like, when you built your little studio for music, he goes, there were cables all over the floor. He goes, that's just the way you roll, man. He goes, that's no need to apologize. And I was like, oh, well, you know, it could be cleaner. He goes, yeah, but that's just, he goes, if that was important to you, it it would be cleaner in here. He goes, obviously it's, it's fine. So, well, and there's a fine line, I think between neatness (laughs) and organization for people like, you know, organized chaos. That's a little bit of my life. That's, that's, that's kind of, it's probably Emily. That's probably the best way to describe it. That's, you know, you got to kind of, I need to function. I'm, I'm less effective than neater. I am at times. Like if everything's put away, I get a little jittery. I'm like, where is stuff? Like, Okay, I, I can't see it. I want to see it. You know, let's get this thing out there so so I can see it. So I think it's just a preference on how we work best. Somebody said in the chat, uh, Chris has said in the chat about getting a label maker. Well, no, that that like labeling drawers because they change them and then right. the labels aren't right. So I don't know. It's it's I'm weird that way. Well, and Stephen brings up a thing that I also noticed that there are people that do YouTube videos in a video studio. Like there's, there's no, and then there are people that do podcast stuff. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. The reason why my studio doesn't look like a video studio is because I don't do like, I'm doing multiple things at this desk. But if you look at Joe Rogan, you know, he's got a, there's no, his mixer and stuff is whatever is, is, you know, handy guy there is. He's got a guy running the board. You know, he's just there sitting across the desk, talking to whoever for three hours. And so it looks different. Well, it's because it's a different setup. And I think it's just we're into that <clears throat> that realm again where sometimes we obsess over stuff that we don't need to obsess. <laughs> I mean, it's like that's when I was like, you know what? It's a studio. Get over it. It's not Yeah, just let yeah. it be. It's kind of let it be its space. I think the key is find out what's most productive for you and then just live in that. Like be okay with that. I As soon as I make things permanent, I get super bored with them. And then I'm like, I know, and I stop using them. You know, you're like, oh, well, that's done. I did a bunch of work this fall. We just had a beautiful fall here in the United States. And and it was, I just got a ton of work done outside. I was almost sad when those jobs were done because I was like, well, now what? Like, you know, for me, the joy is in the journey. And so I, I like to have all those things, you know, once it's done, I'm not, I'm kind of like, okay, well, maybe I'll break it. So I have to fix it again <laughs> or something like that. Because I'm just not as satisfied. The most boring day is when all the work is done. You know, I'm like, shoot, they're just the joys in the journey. Yeah, that's it. Mike is saying that the, oops, hold on. Mike recently got massive storage solution for my garage studio and labeling the storage drawer. He said yeah. it's super vital. I agree on yeah. the changing part, but he goes labeling the silverware drawer concept. Everyone has one. You know what's in the spaces and expanding the other parts of your life. It's hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and labeling works great for some people. I used to know this. I used to teach a time management class god 30 years ago and i forget what the stat is but it's large in terms of how much time people spend every year looking for something because you're like oh it's for me i've learned when i come in i have a magnet on my refrigerator 
and my keys go there. If I ever, my, my glasses are almost invisible. I mean, they've got frames, but there's not much to them. And so if I put them, especially on my black desk, they disappear. So if I ever take off my glasses, they go on my bedroom dresser. I don't care if I'm in the kitchen and I need to take my glasses off. I put them in on the bed because otherwise I just disappear. So, you know, it is one of those things where there are those times when you go, okay, Anytime I, do you have the little voice in your head, Jim, that goes, if you put that there, you're going to forget about it and lose all it time, all the time. And you, all the time. And you go, nah, all no, the- I got it. It's on the kitchen table. I won't forget. Two hours later, you're like, I can't find my keys. They <laughs> evaporated, you know, and you're like, oh. And then when you find oh, them, you're like, oh, the little voice was right. Darn you, little voice. So, and that's yes. It. I'm afraid when I put things away. I'm afraid. I'm like, okay, this is this is this is going to disappear for five years. That's how you end I'm up putting with, it away. That's how you end yeah. up with three different tape measures. Right. You put one in a drawer, and you're like, "Where's the orange tape measure?" Oh, it's like, is it in the basement? I went oh. to the store and bought some knife utility knife blades. I am sure I have about four thousand <laughs> of those somewhere in the house. That, yeah. like, I bought them and put them away, and then you know they're neat. It's not like it's messy. It's neat. I just it's in another spot. You know, so. Yeah. Emily says, while cleaning up Christmas, I told my kids to ask themselves, where are you going to look for it first? That's where you put it. Yeah. So. Well, the floor. That's where I'm going to put it. <laughs> you don't have to look for it that way. Oh, um, my God. I did have a question. I This was from Brandy out in a Facebook group. She says, of course. Hey, guys. Because, you know, that's the only salutation that's allowed these days. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a question I have for podcasters. I feel like podcasting is is a outgoing thing. I'm going to read this exactly the way she typed it. To podcast, you have to really put yourself out there and speak confidently in order to keep people engaged. In my podcast, I feel like I do this. However, recently, this person I have been seeing asked me if I could send them my podcast. When I did, I thought they may not even listen to it, which is kind of odd because they asked Hey, can you send me one to listen to? But anyway, today they texted me and said they did. And I was automatically shy and almost embarrassed and feeling tense. Um, They listened to an early episode before I knew how to edit well. Well, get used to that. That's everybody's first episode is awful. My question is, does anyone else feel uneasy showing people their podcast? Or do they feel anxiety about potential judgment, judgment? Maybe it's just because I'm dating him. And getting to know him, I let myself be very open on my episodes. Be Besides that, I enjoy what when my friends or peers compliment my podcast. So that, there's a lot to unpack there. There is. I think there's a lot to unpack. We should unpack it in the post show. That's what I, I think. What do you think? We don't have post show anymore. Oh, are we, we going to get... Do we are we officially stopping? We're, it's January, it's twenty twenty two. So right. but we I, could we do this, but, but here no, let's, no, no. let's explain no, no, what the post show was. Normally we would do something like this and we yeah. would, would say, Hey Jim, what's coming up on the thing? And, and then blah 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 blah. And then and then we would do another thirty minutes. But the shout outs are gone. If you yeah. notice in the middle, we have, you know, James and then a couple other little ones. So So what's happening is if you if you if you were supporting the show because you wanted a shout out and you're like, hey, I'm a patron. Well, a true patron of the art is someone that goes, I love your art, man. Here's some money so you can keep doing it. And I realize that some people are going to go, I wanted the shout out. And OK, but I kind of messed up with the shout outs. 
I'm not saying they might not come back much later, but it's one of those things that doesn't scale, in my opinion. You end up with a middle section that gets bigger, and, and the good news is you want it to get big, but the so the shout-outs are gone. I don't want to go too deep on that. Yeah, um, no worries. And so, the, the well, mid-show, the so, mid of Yeah, the so what we're going to do is about now, we're going to look down and go, all right, we've been doing this an hour. So so that's when I said, hey, I got a couple other things I want to talk about. So I got yeah. nervous and podcast SEO, and then we might go another 30 minutes. My guess is we're probably going to end up going longer because, well, we're podcasters. And then and you're gonna, the whole show is going to go into the to everybody. Theme. Everybody gets the same show, except there isn't. A, so you're going to see where Dave is going to have bonus content. It's just not bonus content from here. Occasionally, I will say, hey, here's something I'm working on. Here's something I just found. You know, like I have a thing right now. I'm going down a rabbit hole of smart business cards that I've learned a bunch on. But anyway, so that's what so is that so somewhere when. We feel like it's time to wrap it up either somewhere in the private chat or I'll just start playing music or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and then every, I'm, I'm everybody gets the same show. So I'm game. I'm glad right, we explained so, that to the audience so they know now. Yeah. So now going back to she's she's worried about being judged. She's nervous about putting out her content. Yeah, all those things are true. They're all true. Yeah. It's all going to happen. You're going to get judged. It's going to happen. You're going to get some negative feedback. That's why we're all afraid to be on the po- the podcast rodeo show because you're going to get that negative feedback. Yeah. Nobody really wants to hear that. Again, you're going to be like, yeah, you got to change this. You say this too much. You got that. You got this tick, this, this, this thing there. Yeah. You just have to decide, do I want to actually get better or do I not? And by the way, you can get better by not listening. I think we always think that feedback is negative. Right. And it's not right. It's not, it's not always right, right? It's just feedback, you know? And so my audience members, if they continue to say, I want more reviews, that's not right. That is not good feedback for me. I know myself better than they do. Go listen to somebody else if you want feedback. So you got to take feedback with, with, through the lens of your own strengths, right? We just kind of started the show with this. That's, that's, you got it. What am I good at? What can I excel at? And then sometimes you have to say, yeah, I'm not going to listen to that feedback. <laughs> Actually, right. it's not valid for me. And so. the other thing is, if you think when I start putting out a podcast, people are going to start judging me. I have news for you. And that is everywhere you go. When you were at Walmart last week, getting groceries or buying that last minute thing, guess what? The person behind you was judging you. When you, you know, you're getting, when you're pumping your gas and somebody looks over at your car, if you think you're not being judged and I will only be judged when I put out content, get judged all the time. It's just a matter of like what Jim said. I had a thing in junior high where I just was to me, how do you define junior high or how do you define hell? I'm like, to me, it was just like junior high was not a lot of fun. And so I just had a phrase I would tell myself, if you don't like me the way I am, then don't like me. It's like, this is what you get. This is me. And if you don't and that's like hard to do, that's it's hard to very do. hard to do. It's not easy. We say that all the time. Well, I'm just going to be me. Well, being me is really hard, <laughs> right? It's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. So just saying the advice to people of like, what just do you be you, you being you is still hard. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause here's the thing. What if you, what if I, what if, I mean, this podcast is us. And what if somebody goes, I hate those guys. Well, yeah. 
you are then your brain sure will, they do. your brain will tie it together is like okay you were yourself and this person didn't like you hence this person doesn't like you and we all want to be like but it's like eh, not everybody's gonna you know i mean sometimes i don't even like us <laughs> like oh not actually right. i mean there, there are those yeah there are those moments you're just gonna have to gonna have to push through that's Dave. That's really hard. I mean, in a we now live in a culture where everybody's voice gets heard, and I think we thought that would be awesome, but it's not turning out to be as awesome as we thought it would be. <laughs> like, you know, you kind of. I mean, just look at Twitter. We were talking about Twitter oh, earlier. Man. I mean, like it is just awful. Reddit is the same. It's just the same stuff. We weren't necessarily built or designed or have evolved, however you want to, however you want to do that, to to take that much feedback and be able to process it. We just, we're just, we're not capable of it. So I think we're going to, as humans, I think we're going to struggle for a while in this, in this age of hyper feedback. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're like, Oh my God, like really? I mean, well, people are just mean. Gabriel says, what are your thoughts on announcing to your listeners that your podcast is an experiment and you're looking to hear from them as to what works? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cause isn't everything in ex- I mean, the masked singer is an experiment, which is a show that really makes me scratch my head because ori- it works though for well, some people, well, they ori- love it. Originally it was people that didn't sing. Like it was supposed to be like Olympic athletes mm-hmm. or whatever. And like the other time I turned it on or I saw it on, I think it was on YouTube or whatever. And one of the singers was jewel. And I was like, Oh, that's gotta be soul crushing when you're jewel to like, Hey, I got you a gig. What is it? The masked singer. You're like, wait, what? Like, but that show's an experiment, and they keep trying different things. So, I mean, this show is an experiment. The School of Podcasting is an experiment. It's 17 years in the making, but there are going to be things that, well, like right now, we just did one. We, we Hey, guess what? Shout-outs. We appreciate all of our awesome supporters. Go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome to see our awesome supporters. But things were getting a little weird, and it was, in my opinion, creating a weird blip in the show and i was just like ah eh, let's just try this for a while and if people yeah. leave they leave it's an experiment well, there's not a huge ad in the middle anymore right right i mean you know Which, we, we got some negative feedback about ads right well there, we, there's we, that we and, and i was having problems with some of the ads i put a disclaimer in there to pull back the curtain completely i put a disclaimer that said i reserve the right to not accept your patronage and then i didn't have the to actually implement that. Mm. So I was like, so I'm like, you know what? And then I just thought about it. I was like, eh, I love my patrons. There are other ways that they can benefit. So I'm still going to give value for that money. I just shout outs or not. You know. And the other thing is I listen to no agenda. No agenda is kind of where I got that idea from. And the no agenda show, there's 20% of their show because they have millions of listeners. And when you get 3% of people giving you, it's, the point where I'm going skip, 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 skip. And it's like, holy cow. And I was like, all right, well, that's what I'm doing maybe with this show. And I was like, all right, let's try this. See what happens. If I have a bunch of people go, how dare you? You know, I'm never going to own it again. You know, it's like, so. If you drop, what's the number of Patreon folks who drop their $20 support? At what point do you take that as that was the wrong decision? 
or do you stand by like, okay, we're going to, this is, we're going a different direction. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, and again, the other thing was I was basically creating two podcasts, one that was 90 minutes long. And I was like getting done at five in the afternoon. This I will get done. I'll edit out some and level some volumes and things of that nature. And I'll be done. I'll do one set of show notes. And, yeah. and yeah. so I'm going to get some time back. And that's where it's like, well, what was more valuable, the time I get back or the money that I potentially lost? And there I had a bunch of people. We talked about this, I think, at the end of November that we we're going to do this. And I had a bunch of people said, dude, I don't do it for the shout out. I had one person that said, I'm going to do it anymore then. I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's fine. You know, and then there, again, there are other benefits that come with that. You know, when you're an awesome supporter, you get invited into the School of Podcasting Roundtables. That's gone. You don't get to do that anymore. So, you know, and that's fine. I have no... You do you, I'm going to do me. That just wasn't working for me. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a good, I think it's a good conversation because we, you know, you and I talked about this a bunch, like uh, October, November, just kind of walking through it, thinking through it and, and making some decisions. Whenever you make a decision like that, you run the risk of alienating some people or making right. some people mad or driving some people off. And <laughs> so, you know, you just have to be careful. Or for you, go the strategic direction that makes you feel better. This helps you sleep at night. I think that's yeah. a, I think that's worth it, right? I yeah. do think that's worth it. Mike from Two Guys Talking says, get on Dave's review show. He and Eric provide incredible perspective that you won't even think of yourself. So thank you for that little. Speaking of shout outs, Mike actually ran all his shows. He has a bunch. Two, help me, Mike, two cops talking, I think was one. And it's cops watching movies like, Die Hard, or I think we watched, uh, what's the one with the one-armed man? The Fugitive. And the cops are like, okay, number one, you would never shoot a gun like that. It's kind of like Dan's, based on a true story, where you kind of go, yeah, that didn't really happen. It's these guys going, yeah, you wouldn't shoot a gun like that. That would basically, you know, take your ear like that. So Emily says, those who mind don't matter. Those who matter don't mind. That's a cool line. That's like a bumper sticker. Keep the fans and Fire the haters. That's pretty good. That's the hard part, though, is many of us are doing this because we want to be liked. Yes. And when when you fire a hater, you're you're rejecting someone you desperately want to win. And it's hard. That's that's a hard thing to do. You know, I love these things. Kyle Bondo from Gaggle Pod. An awesome supporter, by the way. Thank you, Kyle. In your 20s, you think everyone is watching you. In your 40s, you discover nobody is watching you. And in your 60s, you stop caring about what people think. And I was like, you know, that's kind of true. I was kind of, though. I Listen, I'm I'm almost 60, and I still care. Like, I, yeah. I, I'd love to say I don't. I'd love to have that grumpy old man. I don't care. I still do. I care what people think. I was laughing so hard last night because it just made me feel so old. So I'm watching this Miley Cyrus, Pete Davidson thing, and the whole front row was 23-year-old college students in Miami, wasted off their brain, just doing the whole dancing with a red cup. And, of course, they're kissing each other so they can get some FaceTime on, on TV. You know, <laughs> it's like, exactly. Sharing COVID. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's what friends do. Hey, I'm sick. I want you to be sick. So yeah. it was. Wonderful. But the whole time Wonderful. I was like. And I was like, man, I remember like being that person, uh, like in your twenties, I was like, ah, I was never that person. I, I hate, I'm not a big fan of crowds. So I, I always avoided those kinds of places. Yeah. My friends and I, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 
Thursdays was the Agora. Tuesdays was the Akron U-Bars. And I did that for a while. And I remember this, there were just two weeks where I would just go and I was just miserable. And after this, the last time I was like, yeah, you guys keep telling me it's fun. It's not. I'm here to pick up girls, but I don't have any confidence to do that. I'm a broke college student and I'm spending money on overpriced beer. And I was like, what's, what's the bonus of this again? I'm burning up gas. And I just went, yeah, I think I'm done with this. I can check it off. I got the t-shirt, you know? So mm-hmm. I did want to share this. If you haven't, if you go to polymash.com and I'm not getting paid by Jurgen, Jurgen is, a, if somebody said, where do I learn SEO from? I go Jurgen. And I would say his last name, but I can't. It's, I'm going to guess Berkesell. And as you might imagine, he's not from, I think he was on Joe Rogan. He's a really interesting dude, but he does polymash is his website. And he's doing a show, he's done a show about how to grow your show, and he's like an SEO guru. And so people were in Facebook talking about transcripts, and are they good, and are they bad, and this. And so here, I swear I have to find something different than Trello, because Trello does not let you increase the size of the font. And that's definitely something that's coming in 22, our new glasses, because, I mean, I can read this, but it's like, it's, I got to squint. So he says, here in our team, and in this case, Polymash, in their, in their experience in producing SEO-optimized posts from podcast transcripts, copying and pasting a transcript is not enough. It's adding subheadings, embedding keywords, adding images and quotes that we have had the most success with. We've also removed bold speaker labels, colons, removed the line breaks associated with the speaker labels, and also removed duplicate speaker labels when, uh, uh, when there is a section where the speaker has several paragraphs in a row. In other words, make it look like natural, you know, high quality blog post. And Google seems to index and rank those differently than an actual pasted transcript. Our approach also modifies the content of the transcript based on the keywords frequency and a range of other SEO tactics. So we don't, and he says in quotation mark, just use the existing transcripts. We enhance for SEO value and rankability. And he says, and no, PDFs are a bad idea since the content of these are not indexed, which I kind of scratched my head on because I've seen some PDF show up in, not a lot, but I've seen PDF show up in, in search results. And he said, at least they're not indexed yet. He says, we also found that Google now seems to generate transcripts for some podcasts. We knew that. He says, but that these auto transcripts do not, at least currently, rank as high as properly SEO optimized content. So although adding these as a lead magnet can be a good way to convert. So if you're trying to add a PDF or something like that, he's kind of saying, I just thought it was a great comment on the whole, I'm going to copy and paste transcripts. And I say transcripts are not easy to read. They don't, it's a lot of words, but you are. And the thing he said that I was like, you know, that's right. If you have subheadings, number one, people don't read, they scan. And it's the subheadings that make them decide if they are going to read it or not. But those subheadings, when you give something an H2 or an H3 subheading, I believe that adds a little more Google juice. And it also, if those are keywords, that would also help your your SEO. And then Daniel's saying SEO optimized. Can I can I share the way we do it at Gallup? Oh, yeah, would absolutely. You, would you be okay with that? Let yeah. me bring let me bring that up. Oh, cool. I'll bring the screen up here. So ah, oh, crap. Hold on. There we go. Not a not a hundred percent. We don't follow all the SEO rules, so I'm sure the SEO gurus that we have out there listening will pick some, pick this thing apart, but that's okay. So the title we find very, very important. And then we have these webcast details. So in three, 
in three bullets, kind of what you can quickly know, hey, here's what's in this this episode. We show the YouTube video because we find that's getting the most traction. Then I have a writer write a kind of a paragraph that I use for, for social. So this paragraph mm. right here is what's going to end up kind of, I'm going to use it as social content for where we post things and such. We do have an audio, we use Spreaker. And so we do have an audio in case they want to click that button and play the audio that's available for them. Like you just mentioned, we do some pull quotes. So here are the four most important quotes that comes out of this. Again, this is for me, stuff I can use in social, we can post around, whatever it gets, works out nicely. We, I do include who it is in the timestamp. So they could go right to that spot if nice. they wanted to. I'm not going to take timestamps out. I think they're important to have yeah. in this, in this setting. Then we, we do this, we do these H3 subheaders. It's almost like I listen to these guys. So we have these H3 subheaders that are in there. And I, again, I leave the name and the time I'm, I'm doing that. I, I think that's important. I have someone go through and clean this up and it's, it's, it's kind of a transcript, but it's more, no, it's more of a transcript, but it's a clean transcript. We also back post this to YouTube and fix the YouTube English version because it's terrible. I know they do it automatically, but it's terrible. It's, yeah. it's just a, it's just a terrible transcript. And then for this particular podcast, there were a lot, we did a lot of, there were a lot of sub, you know, they were asking questions. It was an AMA. So I had, I had my writer go through and just summarize what each section is about. So you can see up here, you know, so as you're scrolling through, you're like, oh, okay, it transitions here, right? It mm. transitions here, right? So you get, if you're going to read it for our, our hearing impaired folks, if you're going to read it, you can, this kind of makes sense, right? And so that is, Dave, I'm kind of happy that you talked about that because, a lot of the things that you just said we're doing in our posts there. And it's a, listen, this takes on a lot. This takes a lot of time. It does. <laughs> this, is, this is six hours to go through a one hour show and get this transcript and this written and these titles, right. And some of these kinds of things you, you got to commit some time to it. I'm going to have to see this Gary in the chat room says, did you see that StreamYard added a single presenter layout that leaves room for a background? Huh? I'll have to. I think it's. I think it's this one, isn't it? Can we? I guess it doesn't work when we're not here. Let's bring this back up and then go here. Is he talking about that that layout here where we're at the bottom and and presenting it? Is that the news layout? That's not helpful. That that one's always been there. So is this one, the one we were just in. So, listen, Streamyard is getting dangerously close to this. What I was talking about getting so complicated, it's hard to like they're adding stuff. You know, they added green screen support a while ago, but yeah. now you've got blur and some of those ones that Zoom has. And listen, I'm sure there was some pressure from all the things they're doing in Zoom to add those into StreamYard, but it's just more complicated. I did notice because I was like, hey, I don't have to worry about because it used to be I didn't go to all these different places because all the different places I would then have to go and take it down because. Right. Yeah. And so I went to add multiple places. I was like, hey, let's go to Twitch. Nobody's watching over there. But what the heck? And I noticed that you can only have three locations. So I have the School of Podcasting membership site has it. My Facebook group has it. And YouTube has it. And I went to add Twitch and it was like, no, I don't think so. You got to upgrade to the $50 a month thing. So. Here's my point. Eileen says it's under settings, not one of the layouts on the bottom. Like, you know, again, 
you know, we 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 begin to complicate these these right. UIs. Well, and, I, you know, I turned it on under under layouts. I don't know that it's going to let me use this when there's only one camera on screen. We'll crop it out so you can see the background. All right, so let's. I'm going to take me off the screen, so we'll have one person. Oh wait, so is there? This is this is thrilling audio. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to take me off the screen a second. Oh no, it's just me. Oh, that's a weird look. That's not full screen like it normally is. Yeah, so we can still hear you, right? No, oh, that I... can't do that. That's the universe. Oh, I know. That, <laughs> like we can't we can't be switched. The universe yeah. doesn't work that way. But you'll all of a sudden I start having a goatee and I'm evil. Well, what it did <laughs> is it crops the back. Like you'll notice the ask the podcast coach thing. Uh, yeah. I think if I take me off, but look at the background is what it's doing. Right. So now you can see the you down here. Yeah. You can see instead of it being full screen, you can see some of the. Yeah, it's oh, that's that's I got. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that would be good. weird. That's uh, a metaverse thing. Like in a different universe, uh, I'm on the left and you're on the right, but not this universe. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Spider Man. So. <laughs> Did you? Was it good? Yeah. The, yeah, it's really good. The James good. Brown move. The James Brown. That's a whole ah. different kind of spy. <laughs> hey! Good. <laughs> the James Bond movie was very James Bondy. Am I allowed to completely it, spoil it? No, you shouldn't. Okay, because at the you end, should. at the end, it has a very non, very James Bondy ending. And then, if you watch the credits, they go, "Yeah, we're just kidding." So it was. It was very. I was like, "Wait, what?" So Gary says he has a template in Photoshop for my lower third messaging and logo, but looks better than a full screen. There we go. So yeah, also yeah, you can do this like. in Canva too. You could, I've been monkeying with my backdrop so it gets all the right things in it. Learning from you. I'm starting to love Canva. They now have, cause there's a thing, I forget what they call them, but it's basically a color palette and they used to give you one. So I have like my, my school of podcasting blue and then the school of podcasting yellow. And then there's a gray that goes under that. So I had that so I could kind of use it in different things like that. And then I do ask the podcast coach and I'm like, yeah, we got, we got blue and the red and the thing down there. And I was like, ah, it's a complete, well, now you can have multiple color palettes. And I was like, cause that's just, that's one of those little icing things. Like when your colors match your logo and stuff, it just makes, and I'm very happy that they've added that. And they, they keep, that's another one. They keep adding more stuff. I am ready to punch them in the face. Every time I download an image, it's like, hey, would you like to share this with a team? No. I'm a team. And like, I close it. Yeah. And I actually, yeah. and this is one, Canva has tons of tutorials. This uh, There's no way to contact Canva. I, I think I finally found it, but I was like, can you please turn, like, how do I turn that feature off? Because the one day I was doing graphics for the School of Podcasting, I'm doing a new course. So I made like 18 different graphics that day. And every time it was like, hey, do you want to, and I was like, no, I still, oh, it's driving me nuts. So, well, you know why they ask if you want to share it with a team? Because that's an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, I mean, listen, I get it. They got to sell things. I get it. <laughs> Get it. That's, but that's one of those areas where, you know, you're kind of like, no, I don't. Can I, can you stop reminding yeah, me can of you this? Please, yeah. Well, but on, then it'd be in a setting somewhere you'd never be able to find yeah. it again. And, yeah. On the task am, when you're using Phantom Power, every time you fire it up, it goes, Hey, you have condenser set in channel one. Do you want the Phantom Power back on? I'm like, Yeah. Same mic. I'm not going to really be changing that a whole lot. So. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the, the, you know, that's the tension between being helpful and not being helpful, yeah. right? 
Where's that balance? The joy of being helpful and being annoying. At the same time, not being helpful. (laughs) Sounds like us every Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But Happy New Year to everyone. Thanks for uh, showing up. And if you have any feedback on the new format, you can go over to askthepodcastcoach.com and click on the little microphone in the bottom right-hand corner. I always forget to mention that. That's an easy way to leave a question and anything like that. You can do that, and we'll play it here on the show unless you say, don't play this on the show. So just assume it's going to be on the show. So, Jim, what's coming up on uh, theaverageguy.tv? That would have been a great spot for you. Say, if you have any feedback, send it to Jim at theaverageguy.tv. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's where you were going. Uh, be- Mike, Mike and I kind of recap Home Gadget Geeks for 2021 and look ahead to 2022. Not your typical end-of-the-year review show, but a lot of great conversations. So if you want to head out there, homegadgetgeeks.com. Yeah, the School of Podcasting, based on a user, it's kind of weird. We're talking about feedback. I got one piece of feedback and I'm now turning it into an episode based on one person. But somebody said, why don't you talk about the tools you use to make the School of Podcasting and then put them on a page? And I was like, been saying I was going to do that for a while. So I think that's what I'm going to do. But this is Saturday. We have till Sunday night to figure that out. So go to schoolofpodcasting.com and figure out what Dave did. But the fun thing is, I have no idea how much time we have left on this. I think we're Coming at the up pretty end. quick. Stop. So do 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 we really end now?